What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast. I am Ronan Gain. Joining me as always, Chris Nambu. Had to had to hop on to record today because the thing we've been waiting on all summer, the Damian Lillard trade, has finally gone down. But it's not to the Miami Heat. Damian Lillard is headed to the Milwaukee Bucks to team up with Giannis, a three-team trade that sent Drew Holiday to Portland, sent DeAndre Ayton to Portland. Nurkic is in Phoenix. We're going to get into everything. Before we do, Chris, how are you doing there? You're in, you're in the darkness there, but I can see you at least. I'm I'm so excited, but I'm I couldn't believe on any day, on any day, it had to be the day. I've I've been up for 16 hours and I'm just I I I'm I'm hyped, I'm ready, but I'm also a little wired. We'll, we'll see where my brain goes with this. But uh I, I don't know why we're talking about the Dame trade when we are we should be talking about the Heat signing RJ Hampton. So that's my first gripe immediately off the bat. <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought you you said we're gonna hop on. I thought we we're gonna talk RJ Hampton redeeming his career in Miami. They got another dog there. I, I don't know, but uh, I guess I guess it's just me. But yeah, I guess we could talk about Dame. But that's yeah, okay. I mean, I suppose I suppose we we could get we could get into that aspect of it. I mean, okay, okay let's, let's do it. Let's let's just lay out how the, the the trade went down. Okay, so the Blazers they bring in Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a twenty twenty nine first round pick, and two pick swaps. The Bucks obviously get Damian Lillard. Then the Suns get Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. That is the trade as a whole between the three teams. We'll get into the, all the major aspects of it, but let's start off with Dame. He's going to be a Buck. He's going to play with Giannis. What does that do for the Bucks, and what does this do for the for the closing years of, of Damian Lillard's career? Okay, do I... Do it do we talk first like what it looks like on the floor or do we just talk about just like the feeling of it, the vibe of it? Let's get like, the vibes. Get the vibes going first. I I think it's I think it's definitely I think it's more fitting for who he's been throughout his career than what he would do in, in Miami. Um I mean not not to say that, you know, Miami carries this very different uh, reputation to them than maybe like going to a, a Lakers squad or like a, a Warriors squad or something like that. But I think going to the Bucks, going to a team that's that's really been truly small market, that it's, it's really grown with hitting the absolute jackpot on, on Giannis and really doing the best job that they could surrounding him. Like he got to go to a team that I, I think Giannis and, and Lillard are really cut from the same cloth in terms of guys that are very loyal. But interestingly enough, like guys who also had their limits uh, and, and funny that Giannis, a guy who had his limits after just winning a championship, um, I think both of them kind of had to act in their own interest. And j- just in terms of like the, the culture of like who he is as a player and how he embodies a franchise I think he and the Milwaukee Bucks organization, the Milwaukee fan base, like that, it, it's a match made in heaven. I, I think it's great. Milwaukee's going to love him. I think Portland did really right by him. There's going to be no bad blood there, I don't think. Like, I mean, you just sent him to um, not, not only uh, a championship contender, but also a guy who really, really has been wanting to play with with Lillard. So, I mean, I can't imagine a, a better setup. And I, I think this works out even better for him than it does uh in miami really uh in in a lot of different ways yeah no i think i definitely agree and i'm kind of happy for the portland trailblazers as well obviously a huge blow when they they just weren't able to figure it out with dame as their lead guy and they obviously had to get rid of them but 
the Miami Heat package was just never going to be enough. And I'm yeah. glad they've they've got a lot more than they would have got had they tried to make this deal with the Miami Heat. They've got in a, a center in, in DeAndre Ayton, a young guy that kind of fits where they're at at this moment. They got in a pick. They're probably going to uh, get a few more assets for, for Drew Holiday. So they've done a lot better out of this than they were going to do with any sort of deal that they were uh, that they were likely to make with the, the Miami Heat. And just for the books, you just have to say, like, respect to them going all in. Giannis is their star. He's the their whole franchise. And he made a claim basically saying that the way we're going now, it's not looking good. And I was we were all kind of buying in on it last last time we did our rankings. We both had them so low. I think we, I think we'd probably change it after this, but the the books reacted quickly, made sure they got this big deal done, and I think it's probably even over what Giannis was even expecting a move to make. Like this is adding a legit superstar to what a top two player in the league and a really really decent starting team, probably a, de- a really good six uh, a six man lineup. Maybe there's a few questions about the rest of the depth, but in terms of the the starting five and the six man, this is a pretty pretty elite level roster now yeah yeah and can we can we kind of go a little crazy about how like this fit on the floor because i I just (laughs) from first of all offensively like it's it's so simple like it it really is like you know you can you can go into the different sets they can run who by the way um i had forgotten about this but terry stotts is on the milwaukee bucks coaching staff so you you remember that like you you have a guy who's very familiar with how Dame plays. You have a guy who who really allowed Dame to just evolve as this high pick and roll guy. Ran, ran a lot of creative sets to to get a guy who's you know th- think of the the most dangerous shot creator in the league. And it, it's hard to say anybody but Dame. The, maybe a few names come to mind, but Dame's right there. And you got a coach in his corner that knows how to get him set up. And now you add. Giannis that equation you had Brooke Lopez that equation that that that's that's insane like you Dame is a guy when he gets going you have you have to blitz the pick and roll you have to double him at at the point of attack and sometimes you're having to double him at like 33 30 35 feet when he's really getting it going and then you just you're kind of like all right Yusuf Nurkic like go for it what happens when it's Giannis? What happens when it's 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 Brook Lopez? What what happens when they put both Brook Lopez and Giannis in a like a Spain pick and roll action with with, with Dame? Like th- there's so many ways that that they can set this up where you have Dame as a guy who's gonna get doubled that far out past the arc, and you have Giannis, a guy who in the playoffs, like you have the Boston Celtics sending like three guys into the paint every time we drive. Like it's two guys who break the game one from beyond the arc one from in the paint and just purely it's just comes down to inside out and who's going to be able to formulate a, a defense to to stop them and i i think it, it was it was when you looked at the nets team where you're like oh my god there's so much shot creation you can't stop all of them well there's ways to do that but like when both dame and Giannis are on the floor i i i don't hesitate to say that I, I think in terms of just like pure pure matching of of talent while they're in their prime, like this this kind of this kind of you know is is reminiscent of like a obviously Dame is not like Kobe they, they, not to that level, but in terms of just like pure um, matching up of 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 talent a yin and yang like two they really complete the offense just in those two players Dame and Giannis 
I mean, you think about Shaq and Kobe, like think about other, other pairings of players that complement each other so well that other teams just could not plan for it. I don't know that it, it's, it's, they have a lot of expectations now that that's where it begins. Like they're, they're really going to have to, to make it big because people are going to expect huge things from this duo. Oh yeah. No, the expectations, expectations are through the roof now. Like the expectations are always high when you're the Milwaukee books and you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's a top two player in the league, maybe, maybe the best player in the league. And then you add into that equation, a, a superstar like Damian Lillard. He's for the first time in his career going to a place where he's expected to deliver. Yeah. He's yeah. expected to step up and, and do this night in, night out. He's going to have to dominate alongside Giannis. And they're probably kind of in a level now where they're kind of getting under the similar sort of mark of the the Suns now that they, they, they've added this piece. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's no excuses for them to not go and win the championship now. I, I still believe that like the Celtics could be a very good match for them. And maybe, maybe uh, we'll talk about it in a little while. Maybe if the Heat or, or Philly can make some sort of move out of this, they could they can still kind of stay, stay close. Maybe not Philly, but maybe 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 Miami. But uh, I, I still think that it's going to be a good match between the Celtics and the Bucks. I think they'll be still be close when it comes to the regular season, and and it's going to be a question of who can who can edge it out. Then when we get to uh, when we get to the Eastern Conference Finals, that's that sort of mark. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Celtics because I didn't even think about this. But, I mean, there's going to be so many teams that are, you know, maybe they made a move, maybe they didn't. And they're like, oh, really? Like, they got Dame. And I think the Celtics specifically, you have to think about, you know, uh, whether or not keeping, if they would have looked into the future and saw Giannis and Dame together, if they would have thought about keeping Marcus Smart around defensively speaking you know you know that's the team to beat and you you know you're not getting to the finals unless you beat the bucks at this point presumably um at least as a gm you you might think that way i I think marcus smart is a much more valuable asset right now than kristaps porzingis because kristaps porzingis isn't gonna help you uh he's gonna help you defend Giannis. But he's not going to defend you help help you defend Giannis as much as Marcus Smart is going to help you defend Damian Lillard. Like that, Marcus Smart is a guy that you you bring into a series, and the oppose you got an opposing guard that you want to try and shut down. He's not going to shut down Damian Lillard, but he's going to give him a really tough time. Then you add on Derek White, you add on Malcolm Brogdon, then you switch on Brown, you switch on Tatum. You're like, all right, we have a lot of weapons thrown at him, but the main thing is is Marcus Smart. I think losing Marcus Smart hurts a little bit more now when you're like, wow. We got to get through Dane to get to the finals. Oh, and he's playing with Giannis, so got got to figure both that out. I I think that that's a that's a Monday morning quarterback. That's that's you know hindsight twenty twenty. Obviously, you can't plan for that, but I'd imagine if you could redo that, I would at least. Would would you? I mean, but like like you just said, there's going to be no defense to uh, to stop Giannis and Dame. So maybe maybe the answer is to to match them as highly as you can in terms of offensive output and then just see what you can do in terms of the switching that they can offer as, as a defensive unit. Yeah, it's going to be extremely difficult. Of course, it's going to be so difficult. You're you're facing off against two of the two of the most formidable offensive players in the league, but we have seen it before that 
it hasn't fully clicked and, and teams have been able to, to to have that edge when it's kind of the more well-rounded, more balanced to it. But I, I still think they'd have made the trade, in, in all honesty. I think you can make the argument that they, they were focusing too much on the, the where, where Smart let the team down offensively rather than his overall team impact and defensive impact. But I still think they would have made that move because I still think they they saw a bigger weakness on the offensive end that needed to be filled rather than the, the defensive impact of Smart. Maybe that will change as we go through the season. Uh, we could ask me this question in another three or four months. I might have a very different answer. But for now, I think I think it's too it's it's a bit too wild to kind of think think back on the yeah. on that sort of level. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and just looking looking right now at just staying with the Bucks um and thinking about their offense and thinking how they thinned out a little bit. You know, losing Grayson Allen, you know, isn't nothing because when we were when we were breaking down the Bucks, um, and and just clarifying when we rated them lowly, it's kind of like how how they did in the offseason, what they addressed. Um, again, it's so ironic that you know they're kind of the team that were like, all right, they've they've kind of they've you know they've dried out the the savings account, they've they've dried out the 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 bonds, they've they've sold all the uh, all the stocks, and then they they checked in under their bed and they had a million dollars, and somehow now they have Damian Lillard and. Um, a couple of things to think about though, with this change is, you know, it, it's all, it's all sunshine, butterflies, thinking about like what Dame's going to do with Giannis and that's all good and well, that, that's gonna be fantastic. But, um, I, I think you do need to consider what, what's going to happen with, with defense. Um, and I think they will be fine. I still think they will be a top 10 defense losing Drew holiday though, is, uh, I mean, just talking about losing Marcus smart, losing Drew holiday is like that, that is going to have a massive impact on this defense it's going to have a really big ripple effect. And I think it's a, um, it's a ripple effect that they're prepared to handle because uh, I think Brooke Lopez had the healthiest year of, uh, in recent memory. I can't remember the last time he's played that many games and been so successful um, both as a shooter and most importantly, as a rim protector. And I think that's the one thing that's going to keep this afloat right now, not, you know, keep it afloat, but keep them as a top 10 defense is, they have a lot of room for error when you have Brooke Lopez back there, when you have Giannis roaming and Brooke Lopez allowing Giannis to roam. Um, and I think that that is one, that is one weak point to this team throughout the course of the season. However, that when, when I'm looking at it, because um, when you got a guy like Drew holiday, that, that solves so many issues on the perimeter. Um, you don't have a lot of Chris Middleton's a great defender. He's a good defender, but Drew holiday, I think it brings it to another level. Um, and if Brooke Lopez gets hurt, who doesn't have a completely healthy season, and you and you see Giannis maybe playing more time at the five and not being able to to play more of a roaming role, which is really gets them to a place, I, I think that you're going to see that losing Drew Holiday and replacing him with with Dame on the defensive end, that's gonna have a that's gonna have a ripple effect that the Bucks organization need to figure out um, beyond just you know this awesome offense. Like they need to keep the defense intact and how they're going to deal with the point of attack and how they're going to, you know, maybe figure out some, some center depth as well to keep Lopez healthy. That that's important to figure out now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Obviously it's going to have a big impact with a guy, with a guy like holiday. He was such a, such a catalyst on the defensive end. I, I assume they're, they're looking at, at Chris Middleton and thinking we have him back fully healthy for a season that, that, that covers a uh, co- paves over the cracks uh, a little bit in the defense and you, and you believe that there's enough there that it won't have too big of an impact, like you said, but I think in certain moments it's, it's going to be very obvious. It's going to be, you're going to, you're going to really notice that gap, but I think on the whole, 
I think there's enough cover there. And if there's, I don't know what sort of money they've got. There's still some free agents out there that, that will play, uh, play for a year for, for very little money, I, I believe. So I think they have to be a bit shrewd now in who they, they look to target in terms of what's left on the free agency market to maybe, like you said, just add that little bit more center depth so you're not burning out Brook Lopez and he's healthy once you get to the playoffs. Because again, yeah, we're expecting great things all year, but the most important thing is that everyone's healthy for the Milwaukee Bucks when we get to to May, we get to June. That's when they want to be playing their best basketball. So that's that's what the, the regular season is all about, is just making sure things click. They have a new head coach, see how things go with that. And it's going to be interesting to see, like you look at Chris Middleton, you say, like, obviously I questioned him when we were talking before. I was thinking that he's probably done and not going to get back to that level. But you think even if he's back healthy this year, that makes them uh, a pretty legitimate title contender, a pretty legitimate top two seed in the entire NBA. And then if you, uh, if that's he, the wrong question, Ronan. That's the wrong question. I, it's are they are they the favorite? Who's who's the favorite? They, I think they're level with the with the with the Celtics. I I th- I called the Celtics as my my top team before. I st- I think they they could still it could still go. I think that could would still be a seven game series, and it might just come down to. To the clutch play of a guy like Damian Litter or something like that. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really can't. I, I can't say that. I, I really. This is probably too early. It's probably overreaction. But I, I think when I look back on the Bucks and I look at the the issues they've had, it's when they go in these offensive lulls, and you know that there isn't there isn't a a shot creator there, and and that was our issue with them, Ronan. It was like. Chris, they they were the best, and they they were winning. They were going to win a championship, and they did win a championship when when Chris Middleton was um, a primary creator, and he was really like the uh, the Bucks offense just had nothing going. You throw it to him, you give him some space, he goes to work, and he starts it. But and and he on his own will go on a seven zero run, and that that's things that you know you don't you you don't notice. But in the playoffs, like it's it's huge, and you just, you just got Damian, and that that solved that issue is is where is your offense coming from besides um, Giannis just bulldozing through? Because Giannis can't do that for seven games. No one can do that for seven games in a series. And you just answer that with the best shot creator in the league. Like, you, you didn't get Jordan Poole. You, 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 didn't, you didn't get DeMar DeRozan. I don't know. You, you, didn't, you didn't get – like, you got Damian Lillard. Like, you got the best shot creator in the league. Um, Right, maybe maybe Devin Booker fans will come at me, but I, I don't know. Damian Lillard, like there, there's maybe we'll have that argument at some point. Who is the best shot creator league? I'm I'm taking Dame, but that I if you just answer the biggest offensive question, and and as we're talking about it, if their defense is still intact, like that, that to me makes them a favorite. Like they're that that was the biggest issue for them, and again, I, I don't see how you solve that problem, how you solve the Dame problem without completely leaving yourself vulnerable to the Giannis problem. I don't see how you solve the Giannis problem without leaving yourself completely vulnerable to the Dame problem. And that synergy there is going to be just deadly. And yeah. Yeah. who who has who has answers to that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I mean looking at what we've seen so far, I think we're 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 dreaming now that we have to have Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks, NBA finals, right? Uh, uh, I guess you could, you could throw the, the nuggets in there too. Would you, you think now you're still like it's, it's, you it's, can. 
It's a fourteen. I, I guess. Alone, I guess you can throw in the defending and be a champion. Four, four, it, it's a four. It's a fourteen it's race. You think right absolutely now? Absolutely destroyed LeBron. You yeah, can yeah, throw yeah, in. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fourteen race at the moment. I think when when you're looking at it as a whole. Yeah. But la- like last year, we saw a, a team like the Lakers push it push it along. They've improved this year. You like in Miami, you know, they're always going to be there. And if maybe they look to, they they try Andrew Holiday. What does that 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 do for that? Uh, for the for the Miami Heat team, are they still going to be that dogged team that's able to compete at that sort of level? That's that's going to be interesting to see. But I think now that the books have added, have added Dame. It's them and the Celtics in the East, and it's and it's Denver and Phoenix in the West. And if anyone else can uh, can step over that and be able to get beyond that, they they might go down as like the either the luckiest or the the one of the best teams ever if they're able to get over get over those mountains. Yeah. All right, well, let's do that. Let's quickly hit. I mean, we, we can't forget. It's not all about Dame. Like, we got to talk about the other guys. They're important, too. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned it. I I actually thought about this. Like, it was like maybe the third team I thought about was the Miami Heat because I thought that would just be hilarious. Uh, that would be amazing for for the Heat to get Drew for a number of reasons. I mean, you know, like, he's, he's the second option to, to Dame. Like, you didn't get Dame, you got Drew, I guess. Um, and then Drew going to the team that's, just given the Bucks fits over the years, but Drew Holiday, Jimmy Butler, well, that would be, that would be quite the pairing. Um, offensively, like you know, they, they would have their struggles, but man, th- like trying to score through Jimmy, Drew, and Bam Adebayo, what? Like that 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 would be a really fun i mean that that would totally match like miami Heat culture the drew holiday obviously fits fits that team great um well what what other teams were, were you thinking of like who who's right now like i and drew holiday be like okay we need to think about this i mean it has to be the the 76ers i think they really they, okay they're under pressure to make a move they gotta get rid of james harden they have to be getting onto the clippers and thinking, is there a way we can we can make a three team trade work here? Send Harden there to the Clippers. Send Drew Holiday to the Seventy Sixers. You're looking at probably Pell, Batum, and maybe a like Amir Coffee or something like that to uh to Portland plus plus a couple of picks. I think that's that's kind of an area that Philly really have to pursue strongly because they're in a they're in a yeah. hole right now. They're so yeah. far off of uh, Boston and and. Uh, and Milwaukee, and obviously for Miami, you'd be like getting the silver medal if they they wanted Dame and they end up end up with Drew Holiday. But I think for Philly, he'd bring a much needed stability to the team. He'd be a, a really good player beside Tyrese Maxey in the back in, in the mm-hmm. backcourt. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just an important player to add if they're able to get rid of. That means getting rid of James Harden. I think that's a move they got to they got to look at. So I I thought about them, but I, I didn't. Um... This is also while well, talking to myself in the car, which I guess maybe produces not the best end results. But I, I, I didn't think about the three team trade aspect of it, and that that's that's definitely possible because because I, I tried to think of like who's going to be the most desperate team to make a deal for Drew Hall, and oh my god, it is absolutely absolutely the 76ers. Like if 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 anyone is going to give up everything to to try and figure out how to get Drew Holiday, like it's hundred percent going to be the 76ers and um it would yeah it would it would take some assets and it would, would oh that that is that's intriguing um 
you know, in every time we talk about trades, I always just keep thinking about the Raptors. Yeah, um, yeah they, do. Always they, keep... they need a point guard. Yeah, I, I, I really, and, and Drew Holiday is a guy that would really help round them out um, defensively and in the rotation. And, and I think he would be a great lead playmaker for this team. Um, and, you know, I, I don't, it, it's just about who they're, who they're willing to deal. And, you know, it, it's such a weird position that they're in because they're just not in an aggressive mode right now. Cause I, I don't think they know who to value the most. And I, I think this is a dangerous, dangerous grounds to be in because you, you don't know, you know, when, when does Siakam get sick of it? When, how do you develop Scotty Barnes, a whole other conversation, but I, I thought of them for sure. Um, I, I actually thought of another team who was really in the market for a superstar whiffed out because they didn't want to trade one of their young guys has proven that they're still in this race and have proven that they're willing to, to continue to get better and have made trades to do it or, or signed big. And I, I feel like the New York Knicks could really do something interesting with, you know, the, the deficiency that you have with Jalen Brunson and the backcourt could be corrected quite easily with Drew Holiday there. And, you know, they have the assets to do it and they clearly are trying to get better. They clearly have just, you know, everyone under the box have been demoted a little bit based on the, what's just changed with what's really taken place here. Um, and I think that's a quick way for them to, to improve amidst the chaos. What say you? Yeah, I, 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 I would even say that it'd be it'd be smart for them to try and acquire a guy like Holiday just to make things worse in Philly and hopefully push Embiid towards wanting to leave and then make a really <laughs> big move at that. That's just not checkers. There's... How can we get Embiid more unhappy? Yeah, there be go. more. That's, that's gonna be, that could be that could be an idea there, but it would it would be. Yeah, I don't know what sort of way they'd make that move. Like, are they is is RJ Barrett included in that package? Is it is it just picks? Uh, what way would the okay the okay, package work? Okay. Which is, what, we, I, what I need, are you thinking? I need to address one thing before we even talk about who's going to be put on the table. Oh, you you just were bashing RJ Barrett last podcast, and now that's going to be your gripe for getting Drew Holiday. Is going to be RJ Barrett. I haven't even mentioned his name yet. And you're and you're like, I didn't say better not be group. RJ Barrett. I'm just saying, is there? Is you better not take is this player that I don't even like away from me. <laughs> don't you dare touch this player. I don't even want on my team. You know, I, I you know, I only just say those things. You know, it's still my dream that love. RJ Barrett will be the. Yeah, best. I know, I know. It's, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough love. Um, but you know, if if it's not RJ Barrett, it's definitely. You know, they, they still have all these picks. And, I mean, what are the Knicks going to do with all these picks? They're... Well, they were going to get Giannis because that's at the window. And now, <laughs> now I think, and now I think their target, their target's Embiid. That's what's what the Knicks are you... looking at. They missed out on Donovan I... Mitchell. Did you they... just say they were going to get Giannis? I mean, yeah, when he was going to leave, you know? Dude, that, that, didn't even, <laughs> that didn't even show up on my, like, normal NBA feed. That just showed up on, like, the deep, dark web of, like, of New York Knicks, like... Was that on like a New York Knicks subreddit? Like, what were you? It was like, anyway. Lots, lots, lots of places, brother. I was in lots of places. When you're a Knicks fan, it was everywhere. Uh, but this is realistic and and helpful. Like, really, really, I, I think like him and Tip system and like and he can really carry a heavy load, um, and and carry the demand of what, um, Tibbs wants to do. And 
the, the one thing for me is, is if they were willing to give up, if, if they're really, really not liking that, the idea of giving up uh, your young guys, uh, giving up, uh, not McBride, um, name finding difficulties, 16 hours away. Call me out, Ronan. Your other young guy. Your other young shooting guard, defensive-minded. We were really happy about how well he was shooting the ball, Mister Nick. Emmanuel quickly, no, no. Oh, who cares? I, I would, dude. I, I would. I couldn't possibly, like, in half a second, Emmanuel quickly's gone. If that means getting Drew Holiday, and actually, I mean, that, that's a six man for Portland. Evaluate that. Um, not McBride. They got, Not they McBride. Got like, yeah, they got like Quentin Grimes. Quentin guards. Grimes. Quentin they Grimes. Got like twenty guards already in there. Quentin Grimes. No, Quentin Grimes is perfect for them. Perfect for the Blazers. I mean, that, that's. I think that's that's why I thought of the Knicks is because um, I think Portland is is going to look for guys obviously who fit their timeline and a guy like Quentin Grimes that are really up and Quentin coming. Grimes two firsts would that work? You think? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If if we're playing this game, I, I would I would say yes immediately, and I would maybe maybe I'd leak it to a reporter and then see if anyone else tops and that like, offer. Even you think like it's it's still they still have a decent bit of draft assets even with giving yeah. away two two first round picks. So I, I think if that's a move that they could make, I I, I don't see why yeah. they wouldn't. Well, it's about the market, right? So so if 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 Jan, if it's uh if it's Jovic and picks. Or if it, if it, if it's if I'm if I'm choosing hero, Jovic picks for for Drew, or if I'm doing, uh, Grimes picks for Drew, I'm taking Grimes and picks. That 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 makes more sense for my team and and what what I'm trying to do for for the Blazers. What I'm trying to do for Scoot. What I'm trying maybe for Simon. Maybe Simon's is going to be there. That 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 that's what we will talk about. That. I'm really looking forward to talking about Simon's and Scoot in the future because I I was thinking about that today and. I don't. I think a lot of people are just thinking about Simons as an asset as opposed to future. So just a side note, I, I think um, Blazers consider him as part of their future. Um, but Grimes, alongside them, I think that's a lot more intriguing than than Hero, who probably wants to go to a team where if he's leaving the Heat, okay, make me the guy. I'm the guy. No, that's not what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We talk about Aiton. Yeah, let's get into that. We'll finish. Well, we'll say that. So I think the Knicks and the 76ers, I feel like Drew Holiday will end up remaining in the West or in the, in the East, I should say. Mm-hmm. He won't. He I won't. Think so He's too. definitely not staying in Portland. And I, don't, I think the Eastern Conference teams are desperate to make the move now that they've not been able to get Damian Lillard. And I think there's a, more than a, more than a few teams that, that, that would want to add him. What do you unless, say there? Unless, unless, unless. It, just again, thinking about the market, thinking about like who, who's thinking – can the Lakers <laughs> can the Lakers come up with something? And maybe not right now. If if nothing happens, maybe you have to wait till till all their new contracts uh, expire. But Delo's contract, I have not done the math. I I can't look as Delo's got a three year deal. I know, and just Drew Holiday's last year. He's in now, so I don't know. That might that might hurt a little bit. That that's something I I thought about too. Is is it, can the Lakers get in on this? But I digress. So many people. It's going to be there. Could be a little bidding war, honestly, on yeah, Drew Holiday because yeah, I think I think, so. I think the, the, there's less of a bidding war for a game where it's like teams are like, okay, we can't cough up everything we own. We're not even going to try. Yeah, yeah. But Drew, it's like okay, there, there's more of a dynamic market when you have a lot of teams that can actually 
put together assets and make a reasonable offer. And then that, 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 that's, that's going to be interesting because he's going to be a game changer for, for a lot of teams and, and, and change the fortunes of some teams that, you know, like the 76ers that are in tough waters, but um, fortunes changing also for Aiton, who, I mean, this just says everything we needed to know. I, I think everyone knew uh, it was, it was the worst kept secret that, you know, Aiton was really on his way out there even for the past couple of years. And, um, you know, we were kind of curious how, he would evolve on a team like this uh, without Chris Paul, without really a system that's built around him at all with him being like kind of a fourth option. And now he's in Portland. So just forgetting, let, let's like from this point forward, I'm not even going to think about him as a son. I'm just going to think about him as, as DeAndre Ayton now with the Blazers. What do you think he can do in this season without the pressure without you know maybe kind of this this not not that there was drama but but kind of like the you know when you're in a situation you don't want to be in maybe you don't play your best maybe he's got a fresh start he's happy with that um and also considering with, with a, a younger team where do you do you expect him to have a better performance worse performance same performance like what are you expecting for DeAndre Ayton now that he's finally gotten his wish and gone somewhere else I, I expect better performance because I still believe that there is a there is a player there. I, I think this is his this is kind of his year to show it. I think if he doesn't really if he doesn't show it this year, it kind of feels like he's he's set in his ways, and unfortunately, his game just isn't going to develop into the NBA, and he's going to be just a standard eighteen and ten kind of big man for his career. Maybe just start hopping around the teams. I think that's the way it could go, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But the talent that he's got, I mean, he's still, he's only like twenty five years old. He's getting a fresh start. The he needs that bit of extra time to develop into the player that he wants to be in this league. He needs that time, like you said, with the with the spotlight off. There's gonna be no there's gonna be no lights on DeAndre Ayton. People are gonna look a few months down the line and say, Oh, maybe, oh wow, this guy's averaging over 20 points per game. He's he's really become a, looking like a, a much better player out there in Portland. That, that I think that's the way it's gonna go for him this season. And I think he's gonna get more opportunities to get to his shots, get to his spots, especially on the offensive end. If he can, if he can help that little bit extra in terms of rim protection, I know that's not his generally his forte as, as a defender, but he needs to have that little bit as a seven foot guy. He's got to be getting up there. He's got to be averaging at least one block a game. Like That's just, that's kind of a bare minimum for yeah. a seven foot guy. That's, that's, that's your center. He's the main big man on the team now. I think he's the, the next is going to be like Jeremy Grant, especially in, in the starting lineup. And I think we're going to get closer to seeing why people compared him to some of the great big men of all time when he was coming out, coming into the job. They were comparing him to Hakeem, KG, AD. I'm not saying he's going to get to those levels, yeah. but I think we're going to see it a, a bit more clearly saying like, oh, that makes a little bit more sense why the, the, those ideas were, were floated out there. Yeah, I... I have legitimate concerns about how he'll function on this team. So I think the the uh, as you know as a talent evaluator, a, a GM will look at Aiton and really think about what you can reclaim there. And you know we already talked about the value of this trade for the Blazers and how it was better than what they were going to get from the Heat or anyone else. And um, I, I still find that to be true before I say this, but I, I think that. Aiton has the potential to be exactly what you said is, is to be a pretty mediocre player for this team. And the reason I say that is, is not because I, I think he's a, a crummy player and not going to be successful, but I, I don't 
I don't think that what he wants to do offensively will match what Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, um, Anthony Simons, and even Jeremy Grant, I, I think, will will do to the best of their ability. And the this team is not geared towards, hey, how can we get DeAndre Ayton to be the best player he can be? This team is geared towards, hey, we just got Scoot freaking Henderson. Shaden Sharp looks really good. And Anthony Simons has looked pretty good and we don't have Dame. These guys love to play fast. These guys love, 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 love to play fast. And getting downhill and, you know, really focusing on a three-point three game for Anthony Simons and and not a whole lot of um, pick-and-roll operators. I mean, I, Anthony Simons is, is, is a good playmaker. He is. And he proved it. I, I want to say he was averaging seven assists, right, when he was, when he was uh, on that stretch without Dame. I mean, he, he was facilitating and scoring. So not to say that, that um, you know, there's going to be no playmakers. I think there are some playmakers. And maybe Scoot Henderson really surprises us as a rookie. But typically rookies aren't the guy to get their big man going. But Aiton, I, I think where Aiton would really thrive is, is this kind of archaic, uh, you know, mid-post face-up game where he plays a little patient. He has really nice touch around the rim. But it's like how – how often are you going to have that sort of play? And, and maybe, and maybe that's kind of a switch up. Maybe, maybe, maybe this team wants to try and, 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 you know, adjust the pace and, and have a little bit of have, have a way to slow things down during the game. It's because you can't play fast all the time. Maybe Aiton's their, their outlet for that. They, they throw the ball to, to Grant sometimes do a little ISO. Maybe, maybe they throw the ball to, to Aiton, get, get him a little face up just to slow things down. But it it's not, this system that I predict that they'll try to, to work towards, given that the talent that they have, the, the best young talent, I don't think it's, it's really going to be geared towards what Aiden is, is best at doing. So I'm curious as to like what kind of growth he expects to have here. And if he does, it'll surprise me, to be honest. It, it will surprise me if he does evolve this year into this like great, great big man. I don't know. So those, those points you make are interesting. I, I, I just listen to what you're saying. Obviously, it makes makes total sense. And maybe they're looking to tap into maybe his potential as a defender rather than what he can offer them as an offensive threat. Maybe that's yeah. something that they're a bit more focused on. And obviously, he's able to move his feet. He could, he could if it was more his focus, I think he's when coming into the league, he was kind of having to be the two-way guy. He was the the high pick he had to he had to really kind of try and do it all and he was under pressure to do that with Chris Paul coming in and Devin Booker and the Suns kind of growing to that level maybe now if they come in and go we're going to play fast you're going to be for the most part there as a as a as a lob threat and as a as a guy who's uh, putting the ball back and the odd time you'll get it maybe in the in the post and you get the shot there but for the most part we want you to thrive as a defender kind of pick up almost sort of a, a bam out of bio type of role out, out in Miami I think that might be an area where the Blazers look to develop him rather than think of him as a guy who's going to really, really step into this elite offensive game coming into uh, coming into Portland because the offense is going to be in the hands of the, the three guards. Like, I think it's very likely you see Sharp, Simons, and uh, and Scoot Henderson all, all starting this season. And then you're going to have, you're going to have Grant and Aiton and, they're going to be kind of bystanders offensively for for further for, for uh, large periods, I'd say. So I think defensively could be the area that the Blazers are thinking that he's going to add that value. Yeah, and health, like he's going to play more than Nurkic. He's young, so you have time to figure it out. Um, you you hope he has that that change in mindset 
um, just being on a different team because I think there's so many times that you feel frustrated with Aiton's you don't even want to say effort because sometimes effort suggests that they like that that they take the play off, but but sometimes, you know, he just doesn't have the motor. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, I feel like effort and motor are sometimes a little bit different, in that there are players who have uh, motor sometimes, and just they're just they just don't do it because maybe they're, they're they're just not mentally in it, and sometimes I don't know if it's necessarily that. Aiden's not mentally in it, but he just doesn't have the, the instinct to turn it on. I, I don't know. It, it's it, it's hard to describe that that difference there. But but if he changes, then that that's great. It, the, maybe that player is there. But there are just times when he just should be dominating the paint, should be dominating the boards, should be you know really patrolling the paint. And and like you said, like if if he is going to become a a real defensive player like a really good defensive player that that changes who deandre Aiden is because right now he's yeah. good he's fine he's in the middle of he's fine ends, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's like he's 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 above average on both ends in a way that you know makes him a very good center like he's very balanced like he you know he's he's got like his honestly his offensive touch like it, it's hard like he he's got offensive touch that's the top 10 percentile like he's got really great touch um but he's not but he doesn't have the t- he doesn't shown it to the point where you know you're like I I have to throw the ball here like unless yeah, it's yeah. a yeah. unless he's got a mismatch or, and then defensively like you know he's he's fine but he's not really changing the game mm-hmm. and that's you know how, how much of that do you get from Yusuf Nurkic too like what what's going to be the big difference like except for him being healthy and yeah matching the timeline. Um, but you know, I I do hope I do hope that works out because in terms of of youth, like you you can't imagine a better kind of timeline that like centers may take a little bit more time to figure out how to play defense in this league, and now he's going to mature into a really mature um, big man for Scoot, for Simons. Um, but I I want to talk about the Suns a little bit before we before yeah, we wrap just up. Yeah, last point on Aiton, I say he, he, the dude has three years to figure it out out in the Portland. I think three mm. years time he'll be twenty eight, and the rest of the team will probably yeah. really only be getting going. So you can make the argument that he kind of has two, three years to really yeah. kind of figure it out. That's yeah. that's that, that's going to be that's going to be encouraging for Portland fans, and hopefully it is for for DeAndre Ayton as well. The, the pressure is off. It's now it's it's a uh, it's time to deliver. What what about the Suns? The Suns did they did they did quite well out of this deal. I think they it was important for them to get off Ayton's contract. I think that that was that was kind of the uh, the biggest part of them being involved in this, but. They had a couple of nice pieces like Nasir Little, Nurkic if he's healthy is a, is a, is more than is a more than solid piece. It's just a, that's such a big question mark with him. So I think it's a when I was looking at this before I was kind of like, is this a three team trade where kind of all the teams did did pretty well out of it? I you know I mean yeah like no no one was forced really into into anything to be honest truly like no no one's really forced into anything, um, and, and I, I'm just you know trying trying to remember. Um, it's, there's oh oh it was Tumani Camara because I was trying to remember who who that who is Tumani Camara? I don't know rookie. someone someone that they drafted. Phoenix rookie. That, that Milwaukee drafted this year wasn't. Okay, he's gone to Portland as well. Yeah. Okay. Um. God. I'm sorry, Tumani. We didn't mention you, but I hope you do a great in Portland too. A great development area. But um, got another shooter. You know, I 
I, I don't know the the value of of you know it, it's going to be interesting like who who gets to earn the spot and I, I think that's going to be if Phoenix can develop a good culture and Frank Vogel I think is I, I'm not gonna I, I'm gonna say that you know it, it seems like Frank Vogel has really created great atmospheres for um for guys to earn their spots in the rotation for there to be uh, lots of variation in the rotation I, I don't think he's been overly committed to to one guy or multiple guys. And, and I think that uh, that's that's going to prove to be very helpful for a team that, you know, it actually has become, like we talked about before, pretty deep, actually, yeah. surprisingly. Like, I mean, there's, there's not necessarily, like, killer options, like, obvious, like, oh, these guys are going to be in the rotation. Like, they're, they're guys going to earn their spot in the rotation. And I think if, if you can develop a good culture around that, then that's super valuable. It's super valuable. Like a guy like... Nasir Little, I I still have Nasir Little stock. I really do still believe in this guy. Guy just he, he has all the physicals to to be just a fantastic, fantastic player on both ends in this league. And just the flashes of shooting that we got last year, flashes of putting the ball on the floor and attacking, like just doing the little things offensively. Just that like he he's a guy that on a team like this can make a massive impact, man. Like if if he if he literally just like sits down and can hit a corner three. Like I we we raved about Josh Akogi and, and what he's done for this team. Like you got you got Josh Kogis, you got Nasir Littles, and, and those guys are gonna really jump off the page when you have a Suns team that's so offensively loaded. Guys like that, Yuta Watsonaves. I, I really do love I, I love that the the outside guys they have in this rotation. Really. Yeah, like yeah. they're not gonna be guys we talk about all year. There's there's gonna be a Yuta Watanabe month where he's gonna shoot like 60% from three and be just diving for loose balls, like like crack his head open against a, a chair on the sideline. You're gonna have a Josh Kogi month where he averages like 20 a game and is like getting three like you're gonna have I think that's what it takes for teams like this is you know the, these guys maybe aren't gonna have it all year long, but you, you just have guys who have super high effort, high character, and, and this year little young guy I think can develop his character into that. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm excited. Like they they added another guy who I think fits that and he's a young guy too. So who knows? under a system like this if if he can if he can develop you know into, into a truly important player down the stretch and just like you saw from the nuggets you didn't know at the beginning of the season that bruce brown is going to be a massive part of that championship you didn't know that christian braun is going to be a massive part of that um and who's going to be those guys for the suns and you have a whole you have a locker room full of guys who i think are capable of of, of attaining that and if you just develop the culture right to cultivate that and these guys and have them be ready you know i, I think the suns are ready man they're the suns have really done a good job rounding out their roster when it seems like they had nothing yeah no they did they really do they really worked well and, and the 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 couple of role players that they, they got in for eight and nine like it obviously changes if if nurkic is, is like he has been the last few years and and he's mostly hurt but if he's healthy that that really changes this, and that really that really vaults them into in terms of like team depth, uh, uh, like not even thinking about the the three superstars that they have. Team depth has been unbelievable. Like the work that the front office has done, you have to say there's a lot a lot of respect. I think whoever's in charge there could be a could be in for an award come come the end of the season in terms of the executive of the year or something like that. Whoever's been in charge of uh, of of uh, wheeling and dealing to put this Suns team together has a uh, has definitely done a good uh, a good job, but to final to finish off, I'll ask you a James question. James Jones, yeah, well, they, they, name him, James Jones. 
James Jones. Okay, sorry. Great, great three-point shooter of the Miami Heat. Okay, I'm sorry. Final question. <laughs> Look into your crystal ball. We're sitting here five years' time. Which team has done the best out of this deal? Oh. Um, not, not the, oh, oh, easy. So it, it's, it's the Bucks. The Bucks. The Bucks are going to win a championship. Like the Bucks are going to win a championship with Damon Yadis. I agree. I think, I think I definitely agree on that. I think they're more like that, the that would be the song. great Ronan. That would just be the greatest tragedy of this generation for Dame to be with Giannis and for them, for Dame not to win a championship. Is he going to go full I, Chris Paul and Car- 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 oh, Carmelo Anthony no. mode? Is that, no. Is that, that's, a good, that's not going to happen. Okay. Okay. No, like, like Dame, Dame's game is just really like age, like fine wine. And just, he's, he's due. He's due. It's going to happen. The title, the title is coming, Dame. Don't you worry. It's almost here. You've made your move. You're in Milwaukee now. A big day, Chris. I appreciate you making time to talk. I hope you, I hope you're able to enjoy it a, a little bit. The That's trade great. of the summer has gone down. Now we'll see what happens with Drew Holiday. What potentially might happen with, with James Harden. Which teams are going to be involved in the trade talks for those guys that remains to be seen but the big one has dropped Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Books that's going to do it for today's episode my thanks to Chris for joining me thank you all so much for listening love to hear your views on the Dame trade and where you think Drew Holiday should end up remember connect with us on social media we are everywhere at Coast to Coast NBA and most importantly remember to take every shot and love every moment